Hello and welcome back to the For Foot's Sake podcast. On this pod, we discuss the what-if promo so far, the return of player picks, and the new mid-prime icon player pick. We also give our takes on the current state of FIFA and answer some fantastic listener questions. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy. Okay, so we do have two brand new guests on the podcast today, and we do have one returning guest. First returning guest is Jose and Chill. Jose, welcome back to the podcast. Happy to be here, as always. Thank you for having me. Okay, our first brand new guest is simply DGR. Diego, welcome How's to the podcast. How's it going, fellas? It's uh, very good to be on here, man. I appreciate you for having me on. Great to have you. And our last podcast guest today is, uh, is Anto. Anto, welcome to the podcast. How's it going, guys? Pleasure to be here. I appreciate you uh, having me on today. Great to have you on. So, guys, the first kind of thing we always do with a brand new guest is ask them when they got started playing FIFA and how they get into the content creation side of things. Diego, I want to start with you first. When you start playing FIFA? So, I probably started playing FIFA. It was around FIFA 10. Um, I My family and cousins were always super close. I was going to each other's houses and... Uh, he actually had bought FIFA 10 and I kid you not, I probably played that game with him in some sort of way, probably the whole year, a, a full cycle. Um, and then as I got older, uh, FIFA 14 was the first one I got and the introduction to ultimate team for me there. And I basically have played FIFA 14 ultimate team all the way throughout FIFA 17. And I've, I've told my chat this before. I used to be a, a coin buyer, man. That was that was my thing. I was I was a kid. I was young. So, I mean, for me, it was just every other week with a little allowance. I don't know why a kid at my age needed an allowance, but that money always went into coins. Did that for the first few years. And then I actually took FIFA 18 off, just kind of dealing with school and stuff. And 19 from then on is when I really started to get competitive more into the uh, weekend league. And just me always being that kind of competitive type of person, it led on to the end of FIFA 19. I finished the uh, top 100. It was near the, the very end of the year. So I think I got in with like 27 wins, which wouldn't happen in a normal cycle, but kind of showed that, you know, like putting in some work could, could lead us somewhere. And I had always been encouraged by friends and stuff to continue playing and streaming. And, and that's led to us here now with the uh, FIFA 21. When did you uh, go back to streaming as well? When did you start your streaming on Twitch? I started a year and six months it's been a year and six months now since we started. It was at the kind of a few months into FIFA uh, 20. I want to say it was then at the very start of that. And from there, we've just gone on ever since. But it's it's been insane. It's been incredible. A lot of fun. Did you uh, also did you know anyone on Twitch before you start as well? Or did you just kind of go into it blindly? I mean, I had watched Twitch for about the past probably since I actually got into school, college here in the U.S., so about four years. Uh, I'd been watching a lot of Twitch. And even though I took a year off of FIFA and FIFA 18, I was always a, an occasional watcher on YouTube. So I would occasionally check in on Castro, Nepenthes, just all the main big main content creators and just kind of always see, you know, the status of the game. Like I, I could never fully get away from the game, but um, it, I just, it was always just a bit of encouragement from the people close to me and then like the ability that I was able to like gain on the game and just put it all together. And now we're here. Yeah. It's an addiction. I think people don't like to admit that sometimes. Um, one last question as well. What would you say is your favorite FIFA of all time? Oh, easy. It is FIFA 14 by far. I mean, maybe it could be the nostalgic factor of it being my first ultimate team fully playing, but I think the variety of that game 
it's hard to look back at it, but I just remember you could score goals from right in front of the halfway line. Um, my second favorite player of all time is Yaya Torre. And if you guys know what that guy was like through all of FIFA, I, I miss having a Yaya Torre card. Just every year him being in my ultimate team, but specifically FIFA 14, his team of the season card with Man City. Oh, God, that card was nuts. But I, that, that year, I just felt there were so many – I mean, things have changed over the years, but just – the ability to use whoever I wanted. I literally was picking out team of the seasons from every league. I was playing with so many different teams, formations, the way you could score just everything. It felt like a, a free flowing, just fun game. It was never anything now kind of like static and slow. Like it was just always come home, you know, get on the game, play rivals. Cause they didn't even have weekend league or anything or played, you know, knockout tournaments and end up winning games, nine, eight, 10, eight, and just having the best time of my life. So now 14 for sure for me. Nice, great to hear. And we also do have uh, that boy, Anto. Anto, same question goes to you here. When you get started playing FIFA? So just like Diego said, I think my first FIFA was probably FIFA 9, FIFA 10, right around that area. Um, when I picked the game up, I was a small, you know, just little Anto. Uh, <laughs> not too many friends had FIFA at the time. So really all I did was just play kickoff against the computer and um, tried out different teams. I didn't know much about like anything I didn't know the teams the players so I kind of just messed around with all these different teams and um, that went on for a while and then as I went on and my buddy started to get FIFA I would say like FIFA 12 13 14 all the way up until recently we would just play pro clubs nonstop. so we would have like a full 11 just playing pro clubs every single day after school and um, it was actually recently I would say this is my third ultimate team now so um, yeah I mean it's been good but it's a really weird transition to go from pro clubs to ultimate team. I mean, the learning, like there's so much things to learn about contracts, loan cards, fitness at the time. It was like a big transition for me to go from pro clubs to ultimate team, but I'm really happy I did. And I still play pro clubs every once in a while, but primarily now, like if you watch me when I stream, it's 99% ultimate team. So that's where I started. So obviously going from pro clubs to ultimate team, I know you obviously are a verified player as well. Were you were you originally really good at FIFA? What going back to FIFA seventeen, FIFA eighteen with ultimate team or not? Uh, so I was pretty good. I think my first ultimate team. I mean, I had a lot of FIFA experience going in. Like I knew how the game worked. I knew how to play the game pretty well. Um, the biggest issues for me were always going to be like chemistry, finding the right players, uh, find the right play styles for me. But I would say like going in like weekend leagues, my first year, I was hitting goal three like consistently and I thought that was pretty good um it wasn't until last year that I really started to step up my game a little bit start hitting elite three every once in a while and then obviously now um in December we got verified hit 28 wins that was my all-time best so um you know we started like I would say from the bottom worked my way up to the top it felt good and you know still trying to get better every day yeah no it's uh I mean obviously me and Hose you can say here it's, it's tough to to get to that point <laughs> um so obviously both of you diego and anto you both obviously are verified players as well um and to obviously going to go back to the kind of whole twitch thing as well when do you get started streaming on twitch so i have been streaming now for i would say a little over a year um before fifa i would do it no schedule just for fun just for like a couple of my friends they wanted to see me play call of duty actually so my stream setup was really bad i think i was streaming off a laptop super choppy um eventually as I started playing Ultimate Team, I realized I was getting good. My friends were saying, yo, you should really take this seriously, you know, maybe get a setup, start to build a computer and stuff. So I think it was my 18th or 19th birthday. I built a good streaming computer, got the whole setup going. And then I've been streaming consistently now for, I would say, a little over a year. 
Yeah, that's great to hear. Obviously, having people that you you know personally as well, being able to watch you and help you out as well, is is always easy and or helpful in those uh, early stages of, of streaming on Twitch. We're going to start on to our first topic here, which is the the new What If promo. Um, again, it's a it's a new idea. I like that what they've done with it. I like the fact that they kind of bring in real life football that's going to affect these cards, and it makes people want to watch real life games as well. Obviously, we had the showdown cards too. We did have the Zinchenko and Herman that came out last week. And just the Sheldon cards are a great, I think, great addition to this year. Obviously, had them at the end of last year as well, but I don't think they've done them enough, really. Jose, I want to start with you first here. Kind of want to hear your thoughts and takes on the What If promo so far. Yeah, it's, it's, you know what? I like it. I wasn't sure in the beginning. Um, it, it felt kind of like a useless promo. Um, I was worried that the chances of the players being upgraded was going to be very low. But as a matter of fact, I feel like they've been pretty generous with the requirements. Um, if I'm not wrong, um, attackers and midfielders need to have their club score, I believe it's six goals in five games. And the defenders um, have to have a clean sheet within their next five games. And I feel like that's honestly pretty generous when you look at the selection. It's a lot of top teams. And even the teams um, like Nice, for Lise Melu, for example, it's, it's a team that's developed a lot since the January transfer window. So I feel like they've been very smart in their selections and making each team and in result, each player have a very positive chance of being upgraded. I think it's going to do a lot for the transfer market. I think it already has, um, but it's very fun. I, I going back to Lise Melu, he's kind of a legend in my stream because um, I randomly packed his 82 inform in like the beginning of the year. And we ended up losing one of our players um, the team just was not gelling in weekend league. And I threw in an 82 rated informed Lise Melu and he bossed the midfield. Absolutely loved him. And then we packed him out of squad battle rewards on Sunday. So things like that, the fact that they're not just going with, you know, Mbappe, Rashford, uh, Ronaldo, etc. They're not going with the overly recognizable players, but going with players that we can build an emotional attachment to because we may not know them in the real game. Um, I, I think it's genius, and I, I've enjoyed it so far. Have you managed to use anyone apart from Lise Malu yet from this promo? So I packed a, an Odegaard tradable from Rivals Rewards, and he is my my baby. That's my baby. That's that's an Arsenal player, and he's a, a baller. Absolute wonderful player. A lot of fun to use, um, even from someone like myself who doesn't necessarily utilize skill moves. He's just very easy to use. Um, I've used Yuri Berchiche. Um, he's also a baller. And Jovic, I've only used for one game, but I liked him a lot in that one game. So I've been very lucky. Hopefully the luck continues. No, I think Jovic is an interesting one because I know his summer heat card last year was was fairly decent. Like I said, from the looks of it, I like that they've gone with, with kind of players they don't usually go with, like you said, Jose. They can easily go with the same guys, and it does get to the point where the community complains that, Hey, like, why well, we get the same players every single promo? But then when you get to promo where they bring in new players, they say, "Hang on, I don't know any of these players, or these these guys are like can't fit into a team." So it's, it's something different, it's something new here. Anto, I want to go on to you next here. What have you made of the promo so far? Yeah, I mean, going off what Jose said, I feel pretty much the same way. I think it's been a pretty good promo so far. Um, some of the SBC cards maybe were a little bit uh, not good enough for my squad personally, but I'm sure there's a lot of people that maybe are didn't start from day one on FIFA and that these are good cards for him. But going back to what Jose said, I'm always like, I love 
getting new cards in the system. I mean, obviously, we're really used to seeing the Veron, the Mendy, the Joe Gomez, blah, 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 every single weekend. Um, but, you know, it's nice to see a change to see, like, now we have a what if Smalling or maybe what if Conte or all these new cards and Babu. I think they're all really, really good cards. And the fact that they're upgradable too, um, potential to be really, really good, maybe even end game for some of them. Um, personally, I've only used Gomez in a draft. I packed Marcelo twice and I packed uh, Jovic. And, uh, you know, pretty good cards. Every single one I think have been decent. And um, yeah, I'm excited to see what happens with team two coming next, uh, maybe this Friday, I believe. But um, yeah, so far, so good. I-, I like this promo. How did you find Gomez in draft? Gomez was absolutely nuts. Uh, played him at Cam. Just the dribbling. It's all about the dribbling and the balance. He could just turn on a dime, and he was just slicing through the defense the entire time. Uh, I'm pretty sure I actually won that draft really easily, and I'm pretty sure he led me in goals and assists. Yeah. He uh, pretty much captained my squad. That looks very good. Obviously, with the, I think that's what people are forgetting as well, is that most of, uh, hopefully most of these cards will get that plus two. And it's tough to look at this promo off the cards right now. I think it's better to look at these cards because I imagine them with the plus two and all their stats, and they look a lot better then. Obviously, the Gomez is going to get the strong link into Messi, who is rumored to be getting a flashback card, apparently, in the coming week or so, which I, I've heard, been a few rumors about it. It's going to be um, apparently more pace, five-star skills as well, but apparently not as good as his normal card. So it'll be an interesting one. I don't know how they're going to work it. Obviously, Ronaldo's was a bit of a decrease. I know Messi's fairly cheap now anyway. It's going to be interesting to see how their price is compared to his normal card. But it could be an interesting addition if the rumors are true. I know there's a uh, rumors will get chucked about these cards. I've seen a few mock-ups of a uh, flashback Neymar too, but I think a flashback Messi would be an interesting one with five-star skills and more pace. Diego, I want to go to you next. What have you made of the what-if promo so far? So, honestly, at first, I was kind of underwhelmed with the, with the what-if just because I didn't really look at it for the sense of, like how different the cards were. I was just thinking, you know, like straight off base, like these cards are solid, but there's like that extra factor. And looking at the the factors that EA had said to give these cards their plus twos, it looks very attainable for every single card in here. So when I took the fact that, you know, most of these cards will have a plus two on theirs, I actually turned kind of like my mindset kind of switched after like the first two days. It kind of went from a promo that I didn't like it's something fresh it's something new um like i had how both anto and uh, jose had talked about this isn't top crazy meta but at the same time i really like it because i I don't like seeing four special brunos by february i don't like seeing six rashfords by this time it's I, i like that they they can find a way to have cards that are linkable that can still be used in meta squads just the simple idea is that a competitive player that feels they can be good enough at this game they can have fun with different teams and just slot in these cards and they can still perform very well at this point of the year. So I think I really liked the promo as it went further on in the week. And I think my favorite cards in this promo are that Mbabu, which looks filthy. And I already played a few this weekend and they're playing him at center back, which no surprise to me there. And um, that Gomez, I had his, I want to say it was his team of the group stage card. And I think every card in this game, the more special cards they get, they kind of have these base characteristics that will always feel the same somewhat, just kind of more fluid or or just more kind of reaction into what you do. And I think Gomez's card is by far 
the best one in this promo. If not him, then Conte, just because Conte is always going to be that annoying holding mid. You know, Every year he's rumored one of the best holding mids every year, and I think it continues now. But I, I've used that team of the group stage, Gomez, and if I could get a hold of this card with a plus two, I mean, this card can stay in your team for the rest of the year. I agree with Anto. This card is, is phenomenal, and I like what EA have done. And going into this week, I, I, I'm I'm very excited. I'm very excited with the the possibilities of more players they can bring because all these guys link to your meta players. It's just now what, how much further can we go with these, you know, lesser named players and seeing how the community starts to support these teams. Cause I mean, y'all have talked about it before in the past, how with showdowns with, you know, cards that are influenced with live updates. Um, a lot of the community ends up watching a lot of these teams, rooting for certain players, watching games, and it kind of just makes it all a lot more fun. That's kind of more of an interactive aspect that everybody can just be a part of. Yeah, I think it's definitely the good thing that FIFA does for the most part as well is that people who maybe aren't interested in football entirely do get involved with FIFA, and obviously they can kind of get interested in football through playing the game itself. Um, obviously going back to one point I think that Anto made as well is that maybe for a lot of us is that we've already got top tier teams ready and a lot of these guys don't get into them but we've got to remember as well as there's a lot of people who maybe haven't started the game like, oh, as early as we did or don't have amazing teams like us as well that can get these cards in as well I think two cards that you guys haven't mentioned yet one card that I like to look at a lot is uh, Chris Smalling I think definitely I don't think he'll feel as clunky this year and obviously have an 81 pace, 89 defense, defending, 91 physical with a plus two there. He looks like a great card. And obviously there's a lot of English links. He can get the two. And the other card that no one mentioned as well is Jaden Sancho. Sancho is a weird one because his shooting is only 85. But if you look on his card, he's 93 finishing. I think it's 95 attack position as well. He's just got weird. I think it's low penalties and low long shots, which can affect the card. But I think with a plus two there, he gets up to 91 pace, 95 dribbling. 87 shooting. Obviously, he's finishing up 95 there as well. Five star skills. The only issue being his three-star weak foot. But there are some good cards here. I think the only one I think that really doesn't look great is probably Jovic from the original team. But like I said, with all of these cards with a plus two, they'll be usable. They'll be decent. They're not going to be miles better than the previous promos. But like the previous has done, there's always a few cards here and there. Like again, like Sancho, Gomez, Kante, who stand out. But there's not many of them that do stand out. We are going to go over the three additional SPCs they have released so far with the What If promo. We've obviously got Leroy Fur, which was released today on the Tuesday. The other two we have released on the first day was Rafinha. And the last one we have released was Wendell. Um, Anto, are you going to do any of these SPCs or not? What have you made of these SPCs so far? Uh, personally, I think the one that came out today, Fur, I think that's a decent card, actually. I saw a lot of people on Twitter comparing him to Road to the Final Kessie with the upgrade. So... I've always admired Kessie's card this year. Like when I play against it, all every time destroys me. So I would look at doing this card for just also because I have Kleber. I think he links well with Kleber. Um, as far as Wendell and uh, Rafinha, not for me. Um, I don't really use too many Brazilians. So for me, it's more of a chemistry thing, but I can see a lot of people using, especially Rafinha with the pace, potential upgrades, um, good links, Prem, all that. I could see it being used, but... Not for me. I'll be doing the one today, but that's about it. Yeah, Jose, we'll move on to you next. Are you? Do any of these SPCs that they've released tempt you? Um, I'll be doing Leroy Fur for as well. Um, he's one eighty-four rated squad with the team of the week, which I feel like, despite the high price of fodder right now, it's actually a good value um, for a player that can get an upgrade. And I think we've seen a lot of SPCs 
especially this year, but last year as well, just skyrocket in price and to the point where they just don't feel attainable, especially when we're talking about players that might not fit into our current squad since we played since the beginning of the year. Um, and yet they're supposed to be accessible for people who started the game in Christmas, for example. It, it doesn't feel completely connected there. Um, so I, I feel like, for example, the Wendell um, SBC is just a bit too expensive for a guy with the stats that he has. Um, so despite me needing a Bundesliga left back, having not done the sink grabbing objective, it just doesn't seem worth it. Um, and Rafinha, I would have loved to do. Uh, y'all know I love me some Brazilians, but I have headliners Mares, so there's just no need for it. Um, but I like it a lot for price and for value. Yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah, it does get to a point where you've got to pick and choose. You can't do every single FPC they release. And like I said, they've always released a lot of players in each position in certain leagues. So, again, you, you have got to be smart about who you go for and do every single FPC. Diego, you, do any of these tempt you at all or not? Um, The Rafinha did at first, just the idea of the plus two, because for me, the value of that card that's given right now, I, I've said it, I think it's terrible. But then I see a plus two and I'm like, wow, you know what? This is actually completely worth it because I think he plays really, really well in game. I've used his informs before and I think he pulls off skills real well. He kind of has those animations with the little sticky trait that I know a lot of people talk about, but he's he's a very good card in this game. It's all just based on that plus two. And I know Leeds have already had one of their games. They were held scoreless. So, I mean, now they've got five goals and five games to come up with, but I think they should. Um, I, I like Rafinha. He slowly has fell down my priority list because I saw El Shirawi was about to expire. So I got him done the last day. And now with the player pick out, I'm going to get that one done first. And then we'll see if Rafinha is still there for me. Uh, the, the Wendell card, it, it it's a decent card. I just think for the value and, you know, as Jose said, having St. Graven for a lot of people, I got it done. I didn't get it done, but um it just it does it doesn't seem to be a card that really stands out in any way, and I think for 200k with everything else out now, instead of going in that direction, why not go in the other? And Mr. Leroy Fur, now I think his value is really nice as well. Um, people were complaining, you know, that the lack of skills, you know, but he's got a four star weak foot, and from what I see of a card like this, giving him a plus two, I don't expect him to do anything more than be a holding mid for me. So for me, it's simple. It's just pace, defending, physicalities, which he's already got that. So honestly, for me, favorite value, if I have extra fodder or if I've got high-rated duplicates I got to throw into, I'm going to go ahead and throw it into that fur card. And I do have a lot of Dutch players on my bench and on my reserves with uh, Red Frankie de Jong, Team of the Year Van Dyke. If we decide to go somewhere with some Dutch links, maybe you know that player pick may help me out a little bit. Maybe a, a Dutch player, who knows? Then uh, it'd be a lot easier to do that fur card, but... Uh, it's it's solid the SBCs. My thing about these SBCs going on for the whole year is I feel we get a lot of SBCs that are repetitive in certain positions, and I think it's very hard for just the common player to want to do these SBCs or for EA to make these more appealing when I'm getting five you know right mid right wing SBCs when I just did the last one, and you know you had like Claver and then you had Tavernier, so it's just like the example of like Rafinha with. Mares and all these other right mids the flashback Ronaldo it's really hard sometimes for people to just want to commit and doing these cards just because they simply all play the same position but uh for me Rafinha for sure is something I might want to get done and with extra fodder for because I like for a lot yeah I like the over Mars nah man come on 
I like that. I like that you all touched on Lever Affair. I think he's one that I think as well for me. I looked at him earlier, and I was like, oh, yeah, what is this card? But again, you've got to look at it with the plus two. Again, most people have done Kleiber. If you've got any of these Dutch Marston players, again, you've got Flashback Robin too. Um, perfect link to obviously Kleiber and Robin there as well. So not a bad little like right hand side. If you play a four three three, it could work well there. But again, it just depends. I think not every SPC is meant for everyone. And that's the issue is everyone logs on to Twitter every day, logs on to FIFA, sees the content, and if it doesn't relate to them, they're fuming. They took a tweet out saying, oh, EA horrendous, like what they're doing this year. You, you don't have to do every single SPC. Not every SPC is aimed for every single person. So it's just trying to think about it really is that just forget about it, move on to the next day, and you haven't got to get to an SPC every single day. We are going to move on to the return of player picks. And we did see the return, or not the return, but a new edition of the mid-slash-prime icon player pick. We'll go over the normal player picks first. Um, Anto, are, are you a big fan of player picks, or do you try and stay away from them? Um, you know, I think player picks are good. I like the idea of getting to choose rather than just pop out and you see just a bad card. I like having a little more options. Um, for good value, I'm a big fan of them. I usually spam them a lot, especially during team of the year around that time um big promos i love doing player picks and stuff like that but yeah i'm a fan you know nothing against player picks and i think what we're doing now the current ones are really good and i'm seeing a lot of people actually getting promo cards out of them too and um on top of that you know we have the ronaldo inform and i've actually seen a couple people pulling those out of player picks so you know the fact that i'm seeing big cards out of these for you know good value not too much you have to put in it's exciting you know something to do if you want to menu grind for a little bit, take a break away from the gameplay and stuff. I think it's a good way to pass the time. Yeah. Jose, I know you're a uh, a big, big fan of these player picks. Um, what, have you, what have you made of the return of player picks? Are you, are you liking these player picks so far? Life is good when player picks are out. I, uh, I mean, how can I complain? I <laughs> So when the right mid Reina was out in Future Stars promo, I packed the Cam Reina, and they ended up giving me the right mid Reina also. So uh, when something like that happens, how can you not, you know, just absolutely love it? But I, I think they are good value. Five rare gold players and six common players. It gives good value to not only make profit, but also it's, unless you're just being incredibly stupid, it's usually going to be less than 10K per player pick. So it gives you good good value when an 84 rated uh, Alex Tellez, for example, is going to be running you 8, 9, 10K. Um, so not only is there value there if you've got a little bit of luck, but you can also pack promo cards fairly well. I've been really lucky. I've packed Marcelo and Jovic and Yuri Berchice out of uh, player picks so far. And then in the Future Stars promo, most of the guys I got were from player picks as well so i think they're really easy to do if you grind the game correctly and of course when they drop boosted upgrades like bronze and silver upgrades and you get extra players from those um they do a good job of making the game self-sustainable as far as the grind goes um we just don't see it as much so you really got to take advantage when that does happen but i love them i'll do them till i don't play fifa anymore i wish i could just do them every day and i would I, I know you would. I know. Um, Diego, I know you, you've got a, uh, a fairly big pull over the weekend, but are, are you happy these play picks are back? 
I I actually love them. I'm fin- I'm very happy that they're back. I think it's starting to become a routine on our stream that after a long weekendly grind on Sunday nights, I know uh, I've got a lot of European and Eastern world uh, guys that come and watch. So I always like to repay with a little pack opening in some way on the road to glory that we run. So I usually just end up throwing my whole club into player picks every Sunday night. And I think they, they've benefited very, very well. And it does kind of tie into how you talked about earlier about SBCs, how they're not necessarily for everyone. So if it doesn't pertain to you, people will be upset. The same people that are upset are the ones that come to me and say, how are you doing so many player picks? How do you have so much in your club? You know, are you spending fewer points? Are you like, I've ran a road to glory for the past two years. It's simple. If you don't like an SPC, don't do it. Those cards just end up getting thrown into these upgrades for us. And then in the past two weeks of player picks, we've been able to complete SPCs for a near free um, duplicate 88, 89 rate is Dybala's, Courtois. Uh, I packed Mane, which I now use off the bench, who's phenomenal. I hadn't used his goal card all year. And then obviously ending the weekend league with that gold Neymar that I just recently bought too. It's just, it's beautiful seeing those coins going right back into the account. But I mean, it all was because I was just patient when it came to SPCs. And I think that's something that people need to have an eye out for. Just relax a little bit. If it doesn't fit your team, that's not a bad thing, right? Save those cards. Wait for upgrades because the same guys that are complaining doesn't pertain to them or that do all these SBCs now can't fit all these cards in or want to do upgrades but have no way of doing it. So I, I for one, love the player picks. As Jose said, you just have to be patient and you can be very smart with it and you can easily craft anywhere from 15 to 30 on your account just from what you have in the club just by holding with marquee matchups and rewards every week. Yeah, there's, there's ways to get for cheaper. I know... I did a load of them last night, and I found obviously found that the the gold common cards were going up in price a little bit. The one way I found to make them a little bit cheaper was by doing a silver upgrade, buying eleven silver players or bidding on them for hundred fifty coins each, chucking them into a the three common what the silver upgrade, and you get three common golds back, and then trying to do it that way. Um, I did end up managing managing to pack a what if Marcelo from a silver upgrade two last night, which I don't know how it happened. Um, was not expecting that to come out. So you might get lucky, but there is ways to do it for cheaper. Again, there's always ways to go around the game. Um, I know there's a few guys who are big on the kind of whole BPM bronze method. So that can help you out there too. But I think there's always ways for people who maybe don't spend money on the game to do these picks and do these packs as well. Obviously, we have had the new edition of the mid-slash-prime player pick, or icon, sorry. And I think most people have gone ahead and done it. I know there's a few guys left who haven't done it yet. It's very expensive. I think it's coming around 1.1, 1.2 million right now, which is crazy. I think Fodder's gone absolutely out the window. And I think one the one player that caught my eye was Allison. It's gone up from 70K to 120K in the space of two days. So um, fair play to any guys who, for some reason, have been keeping a lot of Allison's in the club. They've made bank on that. But it's just mad to see everyone willing to pay that much for a SPC. And I think... It goes back to what we've gone to a little bit later on is the fact that Icon SBCs haven't been touched this year. So I think this is the only way for people to really get that kind of chance to open a an Icon pack and get have some choice about what Icon you get. Diego, I want to start with you first. I know you haven't done it yet, but what, what have you made of them adding in the mid prime Icon player pick? I, If you want to put it in simple terms, I see it as high risk, high reward. Um, if you've watched a lot of these share plays or just the idea of how much it costs getting any single mid or prime, the feeling of the player pick, it's almost like the 81 plus is like having the choice 
I feel like the odds are a little bit more even. Like you can maybe get one or two that are very usable or very, very good. Um, but at the same time, you've also seen some that are are literally the worst thing ever. As in, you just put in an SBC that was 1.1 million and got back 200k. It, it's the most, it's the worst feeling ever. But I, for one, I like the the SBC for player picks. I, I like the variety of it. I like that it's new because a lot of us didn't do the icon swap and player one and uh, icon swaps one, which was the base icon player pick, which no, a lot of people didn't really touch that. And now seeing this, I, I think it's, it's brings this excitement back to the community. Kind of like the, even the casual player, it's something that can bring you in and keeps you locked in, which has kind of been an issue for me with EA throughout the year is they'll have weeks where they lack with content and it's really, really hard to keep their player base locked in. But I think this was great to keep everyone in. Um, it's exciting, but if I have to look at it in the opposite way, I think it definitely hurts the fact that I scroll over to that icon SBC tab and, and I've seen nothing now. I, I think I have, there's this account on Twitter that it's is called, it's, it's, it's like days and days before we get a new icon SBC and it just tweets every single day that we don't get a new one. I think we're on 54 days, something like that, which day is 50. Yeah. It's crazy, right? Because they talked about how exciting, how great it would be to access these top tier icons. And it's been 50 days and we haven't even seen one icon that's crazy yet. So looking at just the player pick, I love the idea of it. It's high risk, high reward. It's all on you. I think also at this point of the year, I think EA has turned their pack look more into like uh, a lot of people have really good untradeable teams this year. So for a lot of people, it's, it's you know, give it a try because it's not going to if I get something bad, it's not going to hold my team back. A lot of people's teams are already really good. Um, for the new for the new consumer that's playing the game now, I think it helps them as well. But just ignoring, you know, shutting my eyes to the Icon SPCs, I like it. But when you include the Icon SPCs, it does hurt a little bit because I, I can think back in FIFA 19 two years ago. I mean, I ended the game with Prime, Hullet, Vieira, R9, and those were all just the Icon SPCs I was able to craft by the end of the year. So... Despite that, though, I like the variety and the excitement that it brings within. And hopefully on Thursday, I can uh, add something to the luck on the account. We're going to move on to someone I know who's already done it. Uh, and we'll go over to you next. Um, what Aside from what you, what you... If you want to say, you can say what you got. But aside from that, what do you make of them adding in this mid-slash-prime icon player pick? So before I even get into what uh, occurred on my account last night... I want to say that going into it, I think it was a really, really good idea. I like the idea of the opportunity to get a really nice prime icon or even a nice mid icon, you know, um, pretty expensive, but obviously, you know why? I mean, there's very good opportunities. And I think the biggest thing about this is you got to be smart. Um, I wouldn't do this if I was throwing in cards that I'm using every day in my games. So, um, you know, to the casual person that wants to do this SBC or this player pick, just be smart. You know, if you have fodder, do it. If you don't, I would not go into your club, risk losing some of your best players because uh, you're not guaranteed anything good. And um, yeah, I was on the short end of the stick last night. Uh, luckily, I paid around 150K for it. I didn't touch any of my starters. Um, I did throw in a lot of my bench players. What if Jovic went in along with uh, a lot of my, actually the Marcelo, what if too. Um, so for me, I ended up getting mid gigs. My other choices were mid Barnes, mid Nakata. So, um, you know, it's part of the game. You go in, like Diego said, it's high risk, high reward. And um, I obviously didn't get out what I uh, wanted. But, you know, on the other hand, you got people pulling prime Pele, 
prime our nines. So I think it's a good time. But again, it doesn't uh, we shouldn't be blind to the fact that we don't have icon SBCs. I think it'd be nice to be able to spend 1.1 mil and be guaranteed a card that you want rather than just getting three cards to pick from and you're not guaranteed something good. Uh, like I really like the idea of icon SBCs and, you know, we just haven't had good ones in a long time. And um, I like the idea of grinding and knowing you're going to get something out of your fodder. Um, but at the end of the day, it's fun. It's exciting. Um, normally, honestly, I wouldn't be playing FIFA on a Monday and I fired my system right up when I saw what came out. So I think uh, that probably happened for a lot of people. And I think EA did a pretty good job with what came out. If another mid slash prime icon player that came out, would you do it? A hundred percent. My icon luck has been good. Um, I got prime Bollock out of the uh, last swap. I think it was the prime. I think it was a prime icon pack or mid slash prime icon pack. I got a uh, prime Bollock. And then before that I did a base and I got Kakas. So I've been lucky. I've been really good and uh, fortunate in the past. This was just a little, little rough spot, I guess you could say, but uh, we move, you know? Yeah, I, I like that they've done it. And then like you said there as well, I mean, a lot nicer to have certain icons you could choose to fodder into and then get them. At least you know who you'll get and then you can kind of work towards that card along the way. I still don't get what is happening with icon SPCs. At the beginning of the year, they made a massive thing out saying that icon SPCs are back. It's going to be the most extensive icon SPC thing, whatever that we've, you've ever seen. And we're we're at Mar we're in March now, and we've had a handful of icon SPCs released. And I think going back to last week's pod as well, we mentioned that there's only two players that are worth over a million, I believe, to get an icon SPC: Cannavaro and Kaka. So it's weird why they've not done it. Again, they've released moments cards. I don't know why they've not been able to put maybe a few moments cards in an SPC. It just seems strange why they've done it this way, and the fact as well as the icon swaps aren't what they were last year as well. So I, I'm confused. I like it on the player pick, but going back to the other side as well is that may, it's made people forget about what EA really aren't doing as well. For them releasing this player pick, you've seen everyone being positive, oh, EA, great content, all this stuff. But then and no one's talking about how they've not... I mean, we are still talking about it right now, but a lot of people are forgetting that there's no icon SPCs or anything. This has kind of blinded them to the fact that EA are lacking in other areas too. But fair play to them. It's been some decent content. I know a lot of guys on Twitch have had great numbers, people doing all these player picks, and it's great great things for people to see and watch. But also, you're forgetting is that it's one million coins, whether you got fodder or not. Um, a lot of fodder coins drained into something that potentially you might not even use. A lot of guys, unless you're a trader or you've been blessed with some good pat luck or you put a lot of coins in the game, it can be tough. Like I know for me, like a million coins is a lot in my club. I still went ahead and did it, but it's a lot for a lot of people. Jose, I want to move on to you next. Um, what have you made of the mid-slash prime icon player pick? Look, I, <clears throat> I'm going to keep it honest. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm I'm all in. <laughs> they had me at player pick. It, it's it's really that simple. I'll do any player pick they release. It could be a bronze player pick. I'll put it in an 86-rated squad. It, it's, it's, it's a problem. I'll admit it. Um, but honestly... Returning back to my uh, positive propaganda for the 81 plus player picks, those from Future Stars completely funded my um, icon player pick. I didn't have to use a single person from my um, bench or reserves either. So I was really lucky in that regard. And I'm trying to keep some sort of card collectible. 
um, for the end of the year. I want to keep as many special cards as possible. And the only one I put in was Road of the Final Korea, and Lazio got whooped up iron. So um, I'm, I'm really happy with the fact that I was able to get it done relatively easily. However, I'm not a fool, and it was ridiculously overpriced in my opinion. Um, yes, it's a player pick. However, it's a pick from three. If you're putting in over 1.1 million coins, um, at the very least, make it a pick of five, in my opinion. Because, um, of course, there does have to be inherent risk. This is a card collecting game, and this is, um, in essence, a form of gambling. So there is that risk involved. But I just feel like the return is, like, like Diego said, very high risk and potentially very high reward. Um, I got lucky. My first pick was mid Overmars. I thought everything was going wrong in my life. And then I got Prime Shwiney and Prime Essien. And with Essien, I've made about 700,000 coins theoretically. So while my Icon Pack luck has been really good, or at least it's trended well in the beginning, it was rough. That's not representative of everybody else, you know? Um, and I'm, I'm lucky for it, but my Pack luck with Icons lately is one percent it's by far the outlier um where i'm getting a prime Essien, there are people getting mid gigs sorry anto or <laughs> and that was just uncalled for <laughs> no that, that was <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it stands to the point that we both put in the same amount of time money and coins and one of us came out very differently from the other and i, I wish there was a way to rectify that or make it somewhat easier and i think even just adding one more player pick option would have been great but again if it came out again i would do it uh i'm drinking the kool-aid i'm all in now my thing touching off of that is the only thing that honestly i think they could change one small thing in the player pick and i i don't say a word if you want to keep the price the same that's fine let it be a prime or prime moments pack or maybe up a few well 100 200 that's fine because for me it, it kind of tags onto icon swaps too. Um, I, I told everyone, don't touch a base, uh, a base icon pack or a mid icon. They're not even in packs. They're not really desired. So, to see a mid or prime for 1.1 mil hurts. But if we're talking prime prime moments, I mean, I, I'm willing to pay that price easy. That's no, there's no way I'm arguing that. It could be an awful prime, but I mean, it's a prime. They're in packs. It's what people are getting now. But now we're we're having to get mid icons, like mid gigs. Um, you know, back that was out in a few months ago. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just overall, it's just a mid icon right now. Nobody wants it. Just make it a prime prime moments. Price is fine. All good. That's the only thing I really have left on that, though. Yeah, yeah I would say going point. off of that, um, what I was thinking was maybe make a rating uh, minimum on it. So, you know, make it like a 90 plus or an 89 plus, you know, just guarantee that we're not going to get absolutely um, like nothing, no return. We're putting in 1.1 mil worth of fodder. I think a rating minimum would be really nice. Or like you said, adding extra additional picks. But then again, you know, uh, knowing what can happen in this game, you could end up with five horrible cards. So I think like a rating minimum would really, really make it, uh, I guess, more significant. And I guess would attract more people. I'm sure people are doing it anyways, but I think it'd be more desirable if you put a rating minimum on it. Yeah, like they're doing with icon swaps. I think they've got the 91 plus prime icon um packing that as well i think definitely is a i like they've added to it i know it can be a bit price for a lot of people i think it's just them testing the waters a little bit 
Um, in my one, I ended up getting three mid-icons. We ended up getting Nakata or mid-Nakata, mid-Makaleli and mid-Roberto Carlos. So at least one of them is usable. But it's still, a, it's still a rough one, I think, for a lot of people as well. I'm not going ahead and done the math on it, but I know there's probably a hell of a lot of players on the market right now that are below that 1.1 million price mark. I know it's a lot above it, but I think I think sometimes EA, the pricing could be done better. But also I have seen a lot of guys get a lot of good stuff, which has been interesting. I think a lot more people than other icon packs. I've seen to get something decent from them. I've seen a lot of um, R9s, a lot of Mateuses, a lot of big players being pulled from these. So maybe they've tried boosting the pack weight up a little bit more. But I think still for a, a big majority of us, there's a lot of people out there who don't get something decent. The guys who do get something decent as well are going to be the same guys who don't post on social media. That's why we always look on Twitter, always look on Instagram and seeing like, oh, hey, look at all these guys packing good players. But you've got to remember is that if you're packing a packing a bad player, I, I don't think Anto is going to go out on social media and scream and shout about getting a uh, mid gig. So that's the thing. It, it's one of them that you're not the only one if you are packing something bad. You're not the only one. But also is it's tough not to compare yourself to other people who are getting these big, big players. We are going to move on to next, the return of Milestone cards. I know they've kind of not touched these in a while. They've brought back the Eredivisie kind of, Eredivisie 2 um, Milestone cards. I want to start with you first, Jose. What's your opinion first on these new ones released, but also on the Milestone section so far this year? It's an improvement on FIFA 20. Um, I liked the concept of the upgradable players through a milestones section. I know we had a, the one that I used the most was Politano last year, who went from an 85, or I'm sorry, an 87 to an 89. However, they missed a trick because that upgrade came way too late to the point where he just wasn't usable. This year, they've given us more options, and I have loved the rivals, squad battles, friendlies, objectives, etc., where you could work your way up to, for example, an ultimate pack. Um, I, I like the fact that you still get a reward for playing the game, but they don't have to completely concede because they're giving us a pack and we could still get completely uh, nothing from it. So I felt like that was a good compromise between consumer and producer. Um, with the players, I'll be honest, I haven't even done the MLS objective or the first year of objective or the Belgian lead objectives. And I'm probably not going to do them because the players are well behind the curve and that's okay. Not every player has to be absolutely insane. However, give us a place to use them. Um, one of the most commonly used uh, online friendly sections that they're pushing is managerial masterpiece, which has a max rating of 77. Well, we can't use any of these guys from the new um, Eredivisie 2 objectives or milestones because they're going to push the rating way overboard and we can only use three silver players. So they're lodging us in the zone where you can only use like one 82 to 83 rated player and the rest have to be within like 75 to 78. Well, they're not releasing those cards. If they released a 78 rated or better yet, a 74 rated uh, super boosted card that's still silver that'd be much more usable. And they did that on Black Friday with the Rule Breaker Sturman guy um, in the Moments West Morgan, but Black Friday isn't enough to carry you over until the end of the cycle. Um, so there's there's improvement, and I think we do need to recognize the fact that they're trending in the right direction. 
However, they may not be trending in the right direction fast enough, or more importantly, in my opinion, they're not communicating with us about their trends and their thoughts and the feedback that we're trying to provide. And that's part of what makes everybody so angry and part of why you see so much abuse um, on Twitter. And to end the mini rant, we used to have community managers on Twitter that, you know, used to be those mouthpieces. And they, it felt from someone who wasn't a content creator, just a regular consumer of the FIFA content, it felt like they were just left out to dry to the point where they got so much abuse, they removed the position or those guys quit their jobs. And um, that's another step back for every step forward that they take. So it's frustrating, but hopefully we get more grindable pack objectives at least. It seems strange that we've got these cars and we haven't really got anywhere to use them as such. Um, Diego, I want to touch on to you next about this. Um, what have you made of these milestone cars in the kind of milestone section this year? Um, I was a huge fan of the milestone objectives uh, to start the year. I think all the packs, um, essentially what we do over like on our channel is we run a road to glory as smart while also as efficient as possible all year. So it's not necessarily like, you know, I'm going to do all these SPs, uh, SPCs or I'm going to buy the best player, but I'm going to use my coins in the best way. And I'm going to grind the way the game as much as I can to benefit the club, which I think is anything that I can do. Anybody else can. So I loved milestone objectives and cards at the start of the year because those cards were easily usable into anybody's like teams in terms of rivals, you know, weekend league. Now the issue that I have with it now is they put them down for a few months and it feels like they picked up if they were still at that point of the game, as Jose said, like these, these cards are out of date. Um, what hurts is, you know, all these cards are, you know, three star, three star, they're 84, 86 rated and they can't be used in anything. And I'll see the people argue, well, I mean, you have area divisie icon swaps, or you may have swaps in squad battles. If I need to do squad battles, icon swaps with an area divisie team, I'm not going to grind 15 wins for a Danilo when I can just go buy Daniel Malin for 2K on the market. I don't need that kind of striker. And, and I think that's where things differ, where I think now with the milestones, they've taken a step back in how much they've upgraded them because the grind for them takes a really long time. I completed all the first three leagues um, when the game first started, and I like to put myself in the steps of we're going to grind the game out, and the more you grind the game out, the the better outcome you'll get. If someone that wants to look at me and be like, how do you avoid spending FIFA points? My answer is just grind the game out and it's going to find a way to pay you back. Now I've done almost every objective card in this game so far. This might be the first time I might just have to say, listen, this, this is it. Like I can't do these milestone cards because the amount of time you put in, because it, this is a perfect thing to look at with objective cards is people always say, oh, these are free cards. They're not free. I think they involve a lot of your time and effort that you could be using trading, getting to rank one in Div Rivals, winning drafts to get packs back. Like there's this allotted time that you throw into doing these milestones that could easily be used in any other menu aspect of the game that I think a lot of people don't think about. So I never see these cards as just simply free. Um, I'd see them as kind of like, you know, a token for how much effort you put in. So for how much time you have to put in right now, I hate that they kind of held the the power, the the level of these cards as if they had them three, four months ago. So I'm, I'm not a huge fan of them. And I don't plan on doing these this time just because of how long it took me to do the last ones. Yeah, definitely got to basically figure out what you want to do in your time as well. I know obviously a lot of us are blessed that we can kind of stream these 
doing playing the game for multiple hours per day. But there's a lot of people out there who maybe get home from work, going from school, have a couple of hours on FIFA per day at most. And they don't always want to be stuck there doing things like this, which again, I'm up with the power curve and maybe won't get into their normal team. And to, I want to move on to you next. Um, what have you made of these milestone cards so far this year? I mean, I pretty much, I'm going to say the same thing you've already heard. It doesn't really affect me at all. I'm not going to look at it. Um, I mean, just looking at the base stats, I see 89 pace, 85 shooting on Danilo with three-star, three-star. Uh, I promise you that my Varane or team of the year Ramos is going to destroy this card every single game. Um, and I just don't think it's worth my time. I don't think it's worth my effort. I would much rather be playing something like drafts where I can be getting packs in a matter of an hour, maybe 30 minutes to an hour. I get back some nice packs, get tradable cards, make coins. Um, this card would maybe make my bench, these cards, but uh, they're just not usable at this stage in the game. Um, I think for people that are maybe just picked up FIFA Ultimate Team this month and you're maybe restarting a new account, that's a good reason you want to get a nice uh, striker into your club or left back or left wing. Um, I see a lot of people that want to run full ear to BZ squads. Like you want to do something more fun. Uh, you just want to try something new. I can see people wanting to do these cards for those reasons, but from a pure competitive standpoint, these cards are nowhere near where they need to be. Now, if you give me 90 rated cards, 89, 90s, maybe a 91 if we're lucky, and even make the objectives harder, now we're talking. Now we're going to, you know, I'll be grinding them. But for a card that I think all three of them are three-star, three-star, um, it just doesn't do anything for me. And probably for most competitive players, they're not even going to look at this. So uh, it's kind of disappointing. But um, at the end of the day, I'm not a big objective person anyways. So um, it would really, really have to stand out for me to use all my time in doing grinding out objectives and stuff like that. Yeah, these are, I think from like for most of us, these won't touch our teams at all. And it is, it's a weird one because, again, like what Diego said there as well is that these cards are so far behind the power curve. And I think Van Bergen, I think, was three-star, five-star. He, he's probably as good as these cards already. And he was released back, what, last year? Um, so I, I don't get what their thing is behind this. I like that they've got it, for like Anto said, they're more casual people who kind of picked up the game late. But you've got to think is there's a hell of a lot of people who have been playing FIFA since the very beginning. What else is left for them to do? Is there anything that, that kind of us guys with, with better teams for us to grind towards? And there really isn't. I mean, the future stars weren't too bad. They, they were okay. But there just isn't any kind of like top-tier content or top-tier players that I don't mind if you've got to grind forever to get them. Just that would improve your team. Um, so it's a weird one. It, it's actually easier to finish Rainier and Fofana than it is to finish these Danilo, this Danilo card, in my opinion. I mean, I'm looking down at this, and the one that takes the longest is playing 18 matches in managerial masterpiece. You don't have to, I think the closest is 15 matches uh for Rainier or, or um Fofana, and everyone's playing golden goal in those. And those are 87, you know, 86. To me, those are actually really good cards. I was actually a big fan of the future star academy players. But for this, if you want to keep the ratings this way, then cut the objectives literally in half. And then the only thing I can say is they're behind the power curve. But, I mean, 18 matches played for this card is just, to me, it's crazy. It's ridiculous. That's really it. It, just, it didn't make any sense to me when these got released. Yeah. Well, what, what I would have liked to see as well, I saw, I, know I saw, I think it was Footberg on Twitter earlier, did mention, I think and Babby Foot mentioned earlier as well, is that the fact that we could easily be doing these in the one league 
um, section of friendlies, which would allow us then to use the rest of these Eredivisie cards that we've got, maybe a Kleiber, maybe a Robin, at least the guys in the first one. The fact that we're still having to use a 77-rated squad to fit these guys in doesn't make any sense. Again, if we can't use these in friendlies to get other objectives, when are we really going to use these cards? Which is, uh, it is tough, but... I I just don't think AA of I like the idea behind it I like the thinking I just think the execution really isn't there. Um, we have got a first question here from FIFA Twenty One Daily on Twitter. He said thoughts on the current state of FIFA and one thing EA should do to improve the state of the game. Um, Anto, I want to start with you first here. What have you? What do you think? How do you think the current state of FIFA is right now? And what do you think uh, one thing EA could do to improve the game currently? So the way I look at it is. I'll be completely honest. I play foot champs from Friday to Sunday, um, open rewards on Thursday, and then that's it. So, um, you know, I think it's fun. You know, I like to play. I'm a, I love playing FIFA, but there's just not a lot to do during the week. I think a lot of people just uh, go on footbin at uh, when content drops, check what's there if they don't like it. Uh, and that's about it for the day. Um, so, I mean, what they could do to fix this would be Really, it would be revamping the foot champ system. I, I've said for a long time, I think the uh, the reward system is outdated. Uh, Team of the week is nice, you know. Uh, there's good cards now and then, but it's just not worth it in my opinion. I've I've always said it would be nice if we could maybe get like promo cards for rewards, um, especially when you have promos coming out on Friday. It'd be nice knowing I wake up on Friday, I see what cards are coming out, I know what I'm playing for, rather than. I'm grinding out 23 wins every weekend just to see a horrible team of the week come out on a Wednesday. Um, that is really discouraging uh, when you play so hard during the weekend just to see a bad team of the week come out. And getting an elite almost every weekend and getting nearly nothing in return, it's discouraging. It's hard to keep playing. And I think a lot of people lose confidence uh, over the past couple months playing, whether you be an elite player or even just a normal casual uh, silver gold, whatever you get. Um Grinding, I mean, foot champs, it's a hard, it's a hard 30 games to play if you even do that many. So being able to get better rewards, uh, giving us more motivation, um, promo cards as rewards, I think that'd be a really good way to like revamp this game, get more popularity, get more excitement, get the community going. But um, outside of that, the way things are now, I play from Thursday to Sunday and that's about it. As far as rewards go, would you like to see like a, a tiered system in rewards? So if you obviously do better in weekly league, you're going to get a guaranteed better players than other than other earlier ranks. Um, I mean, yeah, that'd be nice. I mean, obviously, it, it's tough when you see gold three players getting ridiculous stuff when you have elite one, elite two, elite three just getting nothing. It, it's tough to see, you know. I mean, obviously. I'm happy people are getting things, but at the same time, it makes you question, why am I playing this much? Why am I getting, why am I pushing myself to these limits to get nothing when I can get 14 wins and have an equal, if not better opportunity to pull something huge. So uh, I can see both sides of it. You know, um, you're giving players that aren't as good, just as good of a chance. But at the same time, if you're going to do that, you got to give the elite players some sort of advantage, I think, because I mean, it's tough, you know, Getting those 23 wins, it, it's tough. You can ask anyone. It's it's really hard. So I think they deserve to be rewarded some way. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I think definitely for the uh, the guys obviously like yourself and Diego who are verified players is that you guys get to that point and 
You you guys could easily stop at 14. I imagine you guys could probably get to 14, 14 and 1, 14 and 2 easily, not even break into a sweat there. And the fact is that there isn't a, there isn't a chance or a guarantee of something good at the end, which is the issue. I think the whole guarantee is the main thing. I think that the chances of you get there's a chance there isn't good enough. Everyone knows that even guys get top 100, whatever, with their team of the week packs, with their player picks. They're not guaranteed to be good. And I like what they do in TOTS. I like the fact in TOTS, if you get a certain rank, you get like a, a guaranteed 88 plus TOTS player, something like that. I know they maybe can't always do that with team of the week stuff, but there needs to be, I think, for those top guys, a guaranteed reward. And yeah, if you don't like playing it, so those elite players who have bet teams because they've earned it, they maybe separate the game modes of some sort and kind of have the uh, those top tier players playing separate. But there needs to be more rewarding thing, I think, for guys like Sofanto who kind of do sweat a lot to, to get to that rank. It's not easy. I think no matter how good you are, it's not easy to get there. So definitely, I think a more rewarding thing would be good for, maybe not good for the, I mean, I I'm not saying change the uh, rewards for the, the small, like the people who finish gold three and below, but at least for guys like yourself, again, have more rewarding things that, obviously when you get to you just, you feel like you've worked for it and you're happy that you've actually gone that far in a weekend league Diego I want to move on to you next obviously I know you're a verified player as well I, what are your thoughts on this FIFA and what do you think EA could do better uh, so my thoughts on the current state of FIFA are that I think right now we're at a state to where promos and in-game content is carrying what's left of the player base I think now guys don't tune in anymore for gameplay or wanting to get better at the game or just really enjoying playing in game, but rather menus or watching someone else who's as good. And I think what's motivated me to continue playing is I know to myself that I can hit elite every weekend, um, but it's, you know, seeing if everything can kind of all go together and we can pull like a top 200, something crazy one week. But the truth is that, Despite people not liking the game, people are still going to watch it if you play well. So, I mean, that's why we continue to go and push elite and we continue to try and get better and better because people enjoy watching it as much as they don't like the game. Now, a way they could make the game better from here on out that could definitely help other than the reward system, which to me, if you want to be more specific on it, I think it should change from gold one to top 200. If you want to change anything there, I don't think there's a huge discrepancy from getting 20 wins. 23 25 and 27 i think that jump from 23 to 27 is huge and for me to only get rewarded with thirty thousand more coins at elite two and taking away or yeah i think it takes away a 100k pack i want to say or no it keeps it the same as the elite pack they only give you thirty thousand more coins for finishing 25 wins instead of 23 which the moment you pass that 23 wins, you're in a whole different ball game. So that is is very, very tough for me. I'd have to go on with the rewards as well. But if there's one thing I could honestly ask for EA that I think would benefit anyone, continue to give us milestone cards, give us daily SBC card players, and just honestly keep them at about the same level as us. Use cards that don't get a lot of special cards every year. Kind of like how this what if promo brought out a lot of cards that we don't really aren't aware of or don't use much, but they are they're linkable. There's plenty of cards every year that never get touched, never get used, that could easily get a special card or an SBC for an upcoming uh, showdown. I love the showdowns if they brought them every week. I know you guys have talked about it before in the past, but if we got one every week in a in a top five league, I think it would just always keep the player base, you know, stay, you know 
together and it wouldn't be not the same positions, but give us different positions. Give us more midfielders, give us a center back, give us strikers, like change it up a little bit. But I think more in-game content in terms of SBCs and milestone players, I'm okay with that. Just make them a little bit more attainable and up the ratings. Just keep up with the current state of the game because we know the gameplay isn't going to change to help us out, to make it more beneficial, to make it arcade-wise, or you know, to see more scoring. We love scoring. We don't like watching 1-0 stale games where at the end of the game, you know, there's three shots total between both of us. Nobody likes watching that. But if you could give us plenty of cards to grind and go for, then, I mean, I think it keeps everyone in the game to know that, you know, all of a sudden this milestone card that just came out, let's say all these Air Divisi guys were 86s, 87s, and instead of 15 matches, they're all seven, eight games two, four wins, right? Things like that. I think anybody like that will just grind the game out because at worst, they go into SBCs. And if you give us more SBCs, then that fulfills where these cards are going to go. So I think it's just giving us a little bit more content because right now it's we're holding on to this thread of like, okay, this promo is over. It feels like the very end of every promo starts to lack. And then guys are like, I don't want to play this game anymore. I, I don't know what to do anymore. And then all of a sudden this new promo. And if it doesn't hit on that first day, then they've already lost. And that's simply how I saw it. So what if kept everyone in it? Player picks helped. The player pick with the icon especially helped. And now we have the rest of the week with this, and then we have team two. So it's always kind of like a weekly thing. We we don't know how this game's going to go week by week, but that that's how I see it the best. Just give us more in co- in-game content to grind and re- helping the rewards for higher-tiered players. Yeah, no, definitely. I think it also goes back to a point I think Thelonious made last week is the fact that It'd be nice for them to release so much content that we can't complete it all, but it's there's always content there for us to do. It doesn't mean that we've got to try and get everything done. Maybe there's obviously times when we can't get it all done, but at least there is always stuff there for us to do if we feel like it. Jose, I'm going to move on to you next here. Um, Jose, what have you what have you made of FIFA Safari this year and what would you think that one thing EA could do to improve the game? Yeah, man, these gold two rewards man they just don't hit like gold three um obviously um i i do have a different perspective than um really the three of you which uh i i think is good for discussion because i don't hit those um elite rewards i don't get the guaranteed team of the week packs um but as far as the state of the game i i am still a big believer that there is some sort of stepwise improvement um year by year with the game um however the more they grow the more room for criticism there is as we've spoken at several times during the podcast um and as um anto and diego both brought up the reward system just doesn't feel right and obviously um the fact that for example nick 2018 packs a team of the week ronaldo in silver one rewards and yet Anto Diego can grind to elite to elite one and get an 82 rated inform out of a team of the week back or something like that. It makes no sense. And it's not just, and despite this being a game of probability, you, fortune favors the prepared and they are prepared. And someone who finishes silver one, um, which was me, I'm not hating on people who finished silver one we're just not as prepared. We're not as good as the people who should get the better rewards. Um, And when you're playing a gambling system with packs, with random chances, at the very least, what you can do is 
make improved odds of maybe packing a Nikon or improved odds of packing to the week. Instead of 0.00001%, which is what it feels like, maybe a 10% chance of a team of the week in one of the ultimate packs you get. Something like that, at least to bring the excitement back. Um, and that's just from the outside looking in. As far as um, what I think can be done to improve the game, the first thing I always go to besides the reward system, which I think is the biggest issue, is daily knockout tournaments. When I first joined Ultimate Team in FIFA 16, the knockout tournaments were more or less useless to me because I would always get knocked out in the first round. Um, but it was a learning curve. And then I, I will never forget FIFA 17, Team of the Season Pulisic was the reward for a daily knockout tournament for like a week or something like that. I forget. And I wanted the card so bad. I reached the final three, four times that week. but And I never got the card, but I played it the entire week. And I did everything I could. And for better or for worse, to EA's profit, I spent FIFA points trying to get players that were going to let me get that Pulisic because it was Christian Pulisic and I really wanted him. Um, and now that I have improved as a player, I, I'd like to get the chance to win that daily knockout tournament again. I'd like to have something I can return to every day or every two days or even just a weekday thing and say, hey, if I win this, there's a reward for me. Maybe in the beginning of the year, you can give us like an 84 to 89 rated player pick. You know, you don't have to give us Messi's, Ronaldo's, Mbappe's, et cetera. But give us something that we feel we can work towards and something that feels unique for every experience that we have. Maybe that 84 to 89 player pick from the beginning of the year through Black Friday or something like that um can level up to a 90 plus player pick during team of the season you know i i just feel there's so many ways to improve and it's a new game mode that isn't even new it's been in games previously and people have been crying out for it because it gives you something different as opposed to okay 6 p.m content here's another daily objective where i just have to win two games and get 360 experience points nice concept you know, um, I, I don't think it would be incredibly difficult. And I think now that we have something as established as the online friendlies mode, it's so easy to just put daily knockout tournament as one of those modes. And maybe let's say for a Future Stars Academy player next year, let's say Pedri, Future Stars Academy, to get the ultimate uh, version of him, all you have to do is win a daily knockout tournament with him in your starting lineup the entire time. Maybe for the quarterfinal, you have to have the base version. Then the semifinal, you got to have the next version. Then for the final, you have the second to last version. It, there, there's so many things that can almost build narratives within the game, but I feel like we're stuck in seeing it as a, um, you know, content drop and dip kind of uh, game. And I just think there's so much more potential. Um, in, in that academy perspective that I, or example that I just provided, that could also be the milestones, you know, just like we're having three or four players per league. Maybe you can incorporate those to different game modes, not just all managerial masterpiece, which we all know is flawed, but maybe at the end of it, you got to take one of the, uh, all three of those guys into God forbid a rivals game or something like that, you know, um, to kind of show that you're not just grinding and wasting time, 
but your objectives, your progression is leading to something. And you're feeling a reward because you started in squad battles and then you won a rivals game at the end of it. Um, some obviously very loose examples, but I just feel like the objectives can be fine tuned in ways that won't break the game. Yeah, I think you could also tie that back to what Andrew said there as well, as far as the kind of you play weekly, you get to Thursday, Friday, and you got like the Monday to Wednesday void. Um, I think a daily knockout tournament could easily fill that void. Um, and it's just, like I said, if if we aren't going to be doing these objective plays Monday through Wednesday, which I think is what EA have made them for us to do there because of the division rivals, kind of the games counting in our weekend league stuff. So if we get through a whole weekend league, well, there's no need to play rivals in the week. Between a Monday and Wednesday, again, we can literally really play draft, which is a toss-up. Sometimes whether you even get your coins back from what you pack in that. Or you can try and grind out some of these objectives. If these objectives don't fit in your team, and you don't want to risk potentially losing coins in a draft, what else is there really for you to do on FIFA? And that's the issue. I mean, they try and put that content in there to fill that void. But I think there has always got to be at least kind of one thing for everyone to do in FIFA. Again, maybe the casual people, they can use objectives that might fit into their team. But again, like I said, you've got the likes of Diego and Anto who are verified players who need more stuff as well. Again, like obviously myself and you, Jose, like we can do these player picks, do more content stuff as well that might get into our teams. When you get these kind of elite teams, these top teams, it can be tough. I think Dead Knockout Tournaments are a great example and I really used to do enjoy them. I think with the Pulisic deals had like a, a Guilford Sigurdsson a Timothy Nacho Fernandez, a few other guys there that were decent to get, and I enjoyed doing that. Um, but it is tough, I think. Maybe, I'm not saying put division rivals, take away the points from that, because I, I don't mind not playing rivals in the week. I, I don't really enjoy rivals. Again, for better players, it might be good to kind of improve your gameplay and things like that. But I think rivals can be some of the toughest gameplay in the week compared to weekend league. I, I usually find I enjoy weekend league more than rivals. Um, again, I, I know I'm not getting past 23 innings very often, so I, I can't speak on how it, how hard it gets near Elite 2 and Elite 1 in Weekend League, but it's one of them really that sometimes, again, I know, again, for myself, I don't stream on a Monday and Tuesday because I know Monday and Tuesday, there's rarely stuff to do and rarely stuff to play in the game. Uh, and usually by Wednesday, I usually do like a, do the Silver Stars players, the Silver Lounge. And um, yeah, it, it becomes tough, I think, really, that it's hard for EA to... To figure it out, to work it out right, and I think the objectives are a good way to go. I just think there needs to be good objectives for other people to go towards. I'm not saying to bring give us like a 95 rate card and objectives, but if they do want to bring up that kind of card, at least make it hard to attain, but we can at least do something between Monday and Wednesday for everyone as well, for everyone to do something between Monday and Wednesday. I, I do think, want to... Uh, oh, sorry. Real fast. I yeah. think the biggest thing that we can take away from this conversation is that in a matter of 10 minutes, all four of us have come up with so many ideas that can be implemented into the game so easily. And you look at EA being a billion-dollar company. I mean, these are small things that they could add in, I feel like, so fast, and it would just give us so much more enjoyment. I mean, I think about this a lot with the idea of, like, Flash SBCs. We only see that maybe twice in the whole cycle of the game. You give me a Flash SBC of a player that lasts for a couple hours, I'm getting on EA, I'm getting on the game immediately to get that thing done. Um, they gotta like, there's so many things. And the fact that we can come up in a matter of 10 minutes with multitude of ideas, it just shows the potential that's there. And, um, it's there. It's just, they're not taking it. And that's, what's so frustrating. 
Uh, one more thing is like you look at, I don't know if any of you guys play NBA 2K, but it's not run by EA. It's run by 2K Sports, and they have something called My Team. Very similar. It's their version of Ultimate Team. They are completely different in their way they have constructed their Ultimate Team. You have games going on right now as we speak, and whoever, whatever player goes off at the end of the games, they're going to release a new card at the end of the night. And it's literally within hours, they uh, turn what happens in the real world into the game. And we have to wait instead once a week, every Wednesday to see what comes out. So I think implementing like flash SBCs, flash players, there's so many ideas and it's endless. And it's just disappointing to see that we can't get any of these things. So I just want to point that out. Yeah, and I, th I think it's a great point as well. I think we, we always kind of go on about things and it is tough. I know it's tough. I mean, we have so many ideas and for them not to implement it, it is annoying again. I know I'm not too care. They do have, um, I think, I think must've been, I don't know if it's this year or not, but they used to have um, live cards that were like the, the heat, the heating up cards that if they, if you had, a, if they played a good night, they'd get maybe certain stats upgraded for a little bit. And that's just kind of like a showdown thing, but just makes people interested in real life sports and they can log back on and uh, and then play with the upgraded player because they had a good game. Flash SPCs and flash players, I think, is another th good thing as well. And like I said, we, we only see that during Black Friday. One, one day, one weekend. And that, no matter where you are, that works so well. I think maybe two years ago, I was at a tournament out in Massachusetts coaching. And I was in my hotel room on that Friday. And... I didn't have much to do, but I was logging on. I did bring my console to the tournament as well. Um, I was logging on, trying to do the SPCs, looking at the new content. And it, it's interesting. Like you, It makes you want to go onto the game and have a look, whatever they bring out, maybe every hour or maybe a couple of hours. Again, there is no harm in doing that, maybe like a, a six-hour SPC every now and again, stuff like that. Like there are so many good ideas that people have. It's just tough that we speak about these ideas and nothing ever seems to happen. And there's one more thing, obviously all brilliant points by, by all of you. Um, we haven't gotten a loyalty pack or anything like that this year. Whereas in years past, I know by team of the year, we had one. And then by team of the season, we had one. So, and obviously that, that doesn't mean that we are owed instant success. That doesn't mean we're owed an icon out of our rewards necessarily, you know, but obviously just like we discussed with the foot champ situation, those who give more and those who earn more should receive more. Same thing with the loyalty packs. I think that's a brilliant touch that had me logging in every day last year in FIFA 20 between team of the year and team of the season, because I said, you know what? I know there's something coming for team of the season, but we breezed right through team of the year and something that was already established in the game was taken away. Unless I'm just going mad and i forgot about it i've logged in every day of the year of this game cycle and i didn't see a, i didn't see a bronze pack in my freaking uh store i had to pay 400 coins for it yeah. i just think we deserve a little bit more that, waiting, on, yeah. waiting on it you know what yeah it's, it's a weird one as well even something like that something not saying something small as that but there's always points along the year where they're like i think it's something around foot birthday where they're like here you go here's a uh, you've logged in this many times this is your reward for doing that it's mm. something so small but just something like i said they never give us free stuff even like i think diego said mentioned earlier is that these objective cards they class as 
free, but they're not free. It's uh, it is annoying, and I think uh, there needs to be something changed. There always can be something for them to improve, but I think we we're getting to a point now where things from previous FIFA's that we liked aren't being included, and whether it's one or two things each FIFA they get missed out, and then we get to this point now where we've come up with loads of ideas that maybe aren't new ideas, but ideas that they used to have. They were kind of thinking, well, they were good ideas. Why have you, why have you kind of taken them away from the game? Which is, uh... do you guys remember in the beginning of the FIFA 21 promotion cycle? I wish I had it pulled up. They discussed, um, I forget the term for it, but they were like live players, and they used Trent Alexander Arnold as an example. And they said, "Dynamic team of the week moments, dude." I'm still waiting one. on that. That sounded, <laughs> one. that literally sounded so beautiful. Knowing that if Trent scores a banger of a free kick that week and he's in team of the week, he's getting a plus nine to the free kick accuracy. I mean, what? I, I, it reminds me of like two years ago, Fabian Schar, the center back for, is it Newcastle? Yeah, it, Newcastle. We got a massive bangers oh, got every moments. week. I'm going to get a center back that's phenomenal to defend with. And if I want to play him in the midfield, great, because he's going to get dynamic moments, stats to get forward. And we haven't seen one card this year with that. That's very quiet how nobody has brought that up, but. Yeah, I agree. It. I don't know how something like that gets so hyped up in the promotion of the game. This was literally in the trailer. It was something I remember raving about, and we're in March now, and now one card has seen a dynamic moment. I yeah. think there was. I think there was actually two. I think the pie was one of them. The pie has moments cut out and increase in certain stats, and there was one more. I can't remember exactly, but yeah, nothing to do with the team of the week things. Again, my my understanding from that was that. In that team of the week, say someone scored a, a great header, that stat would be increased. So now I'm pretty sure it's Depay and one more. I can't remember the other guy. But yeah, I mean, one tiny little thing as well. Animated TFOs have always been there. That's such a tiny thing, but even that's in the game, in the stadium. There's, I mean, I'm not that I care too much about an animated TFO, but there is loads of little things that we can nitpick, I think. But like, like we mentioned, there's... So many things that were once in FIFA or that FIFA have spoken about, they've just kind of forgotten about. They are a multi-billion company. They make billions every single year. And for us to be able to think about so many things, like Anderson, in such a sport, short space of time, it, it makes you think. It makes you wonder like what they are kind of doing there from a day-to-day -day basis. Uh, and are they really happy with what they're doing or are they looking at the... Um, the revenue, the, the money coming in, thinking like, hey, we're doing a good job here. Like, that looks good. Keep doing what you're doing. So it's a tough one there. I do want to move on to the final part here where we do have some viewer questions here, um, some interesting ones here. And we did just have two come in for Jose whilst we were recording here, uh, which, which is uh, some interesting <laughs> ones here that i just seen here. Um, and to I'll start with you first. You've got a uh, question here from uh, from. Is it Alex Sunport, Sunderland? Uh, it's for Anto here. What's your go-to steakhouse in your hometown after you win a couple of games on FIFA? Oh, okay. Pretty easy choice here. We got a we got a local steakhouse here. I think there's like two locations where I'm at. It's called Brasal. It's like a, it's a Brazilian steakhouse. I don't know if you guys had that before. It's like endless meat. They cut it right in front of you. You pay a yeah. flat up, straight up price and you can eat as long as you want. Um, you know, if I ever uh, hit top 200, I'm taking myself out there for a nice meal. I promise you that. IRL stream? I'm down. You know, <laughs> uh, if that. you want to come, you can come with me. We can both eat. I'm They're, down. Yeah, those are good. I've been to one in uh, Uncle Texas, Brazil, and they come around with the meat and they just like 
scrape it off on TP. There you go. Yep, exactly. Um, next one here. We also did, who do we think is going to win the Prem Player of the Month? Um, Diego, do you want to answer this one here? Do you think it's going to win Prem Player of the Month? I initially was low-key thinking of a, a Gundogan going back-to-back. I mean, he's still in phenomenal form for City. And maybe not tailing off of this past week, but he's continuing to just fulfill the stats for them, goals and assist-wise. Um, for me, the front runner I still had was Ilkay Gundogan, but it's a little bit of a toss-up after that. But if I were to honestly still hold on to what I think, it has to be Gundogan. Okay, and sorry, I read it wrong as well from from Cody Milner. Um, he said Prem Player of the Year actually as well. Jose, I'll let you answer this one as well. Mm-hmm. Who do you think Prem is going to win the Prem Player of the Year? Uh. Great question. As far as player of the month, since it did come up, I must say I think Joao Cancelo has been absolutely bossing it. And not only should he be a player of the month candidate, he should also be a player of the year candidate. Now, the player, man, y'all could get me talking for hours about this because it has been a very interesting season. Um, Joao Cancelo has to be up there. Ruben Diaz, I think, is just an unsung hero at his age to do what he's done. He's eligible for the young player of the year. And yet, you know, you look at a player like him, um, he deserves to be in contention for every accolade in world football this year, just because he's taken in, uh, I'm sorry, he's taken part in a defense which started completely shambolic when Emmerich Laporte was injured and got a John Stones who was struggling for confidence for many reasons outside of football. And they became the best defense in the league overnight while you have a team like Chelsea investing hundreds of millions of dollars or euros into the club, you have a team like Manchester United challenging. And to be fair, they have some player of the year contenders themselves. Um, But the way Manchester city has blown everybody away, Liverpool injuries included is just outstanding. And I think the defense is what's really improved when you think back of the Manchester United, Manchester city sides of like 17 and 18 or 18 and 19, um, they didn't have a defense like this. So for me, honestly, sleeper pick, I think Ruben Diaz is a player of the year. Phenomenal signing, dude. It's Absolutely. Interesting. Yeah, he is, he's incredible. We, uh, we've got one here from Macho Sniper 50. He's got a question for each of you guys. We'll start with the one for Anto here. Anto, favorite and least favorite cards he uses FIFA. And why don't you like skill moves? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's see. So... Favorite card this FIFA? I would have to go with Future Stars Jonathan, Jonathan David, I think. Um, picked him up just for fun because I run Mbappe Neymar. I have uh, Alfonso Davies, so he links really well into my team. Uh, it was only 100K. I didn't expect much out of him, and he completely just shredded every team he came against. I, in fact, the very first weekend league game I played with him, I won 8 0. He scored eight goals. It was ridiculous. It was on stream. People were going crazy. Um, Jonathan David, by far one of my favorite cards I've used that I was not expecting to be as good as he is. And um, least favorite cards this year, um, I would probably go with Road to the Final Kunde. Uh, Kunde makes me extremely upset when I used to use him. Uh, lack of physicality is the biggest thing. Uh, this, the weakest dudes would just push him to the ground like nothing. Uh, so he sits on my bench now. Uh, a lot of people like him for the pace, but for me, uh, a good center back has to have that physicality, and he was lacking that every time I used him. Um, what if Jovic was also a little disappointing for me? Uh, used him a couple games this last weekend league. He was okay, but uh, it didn't live up to the hype for me. 
and, uh, and uh, why don't you why don't you like skill moves? Yeah, so <laughs> it's not that I don't like skill moves. Um, if we're being honest, I just don't know how to do them. So I think I've just adapted my play style to. Uh, I've adapted my play style to where I don't need to use them to win games. I know how to fake shot. I know how to ball roll and drag back, and that's about it. Uh, all that other stuff, I just don't think is necessary. Um, I, yeah, I just don't know how to do it. I would love to, but I, I just don't know how. It's an Listen, I, I, I got to tip my hat to him because for him to be able to to get a lead as often as he does, especially getting verified this year, it's crazy. Like watching you, like they, they always compare because a lot of his viewers watch me as well. And they're like, how does Antok do this without skills? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just like them. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know. Like, it's crazy what you do, man. So it is insane, man. Like, Appreciate it. I'll give it to you. It's nuts. It's, it's a Thank weird you, one man. to hear someone who doesn't use him very often um, that can be that good. And maybe I have to watch you more, Anto, for some more tips. I'm too fair, mate. <laughs> um, Diego, one for you here from, from Matt Snapper as well is, how does it feel to be the best host of Icon Roulette and be red listed? Ooh, the red listing this year feels so nice because last year we didn't hit anything good uh, until I want to say March of last year. We finally started hitting a little bit of untradeable luck, but um, the road to glory grind last year was so much harder than this year. It, it feels very nice, you know, pack luck going your way finally. Um, I can't complain about it. I'm not allowed to complain about it or else I've got a chat full of everyone calling me a whiner and a complainer and just <laughs> telling me how bad their luck is. So that feels nice. And, um, man, I love doing Icon Roulette. It, it, it's so fun. It's just a way to get everybody involved, um, seeing all the interactions, always trying to throw, you know, a gifted sub or a little prize out if you guess the right icon. It, it's a fun aspect, right? Finding ways to make the content enjoyable for everyone. So, yeah, it's a super fun thing to do. And uh, for Matt Snapper as well, for, for big boy Jose, how does it feel winning the packing you king? <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, was anybody really surprised? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Hey, modest, aren't Honestly. You? <laughs> yeah. You know, you got to stay humble. <laughs> Honestly, it, it, it ended up being so much more than I expected. And I think Slater expected to, and it was a very emotional finale because, um, I, I kind of burnt myself out. I started just busting packs open, quick selling everybody. Um, but he kept the grind going and he worked his freaking butt off and nothing but love for the fiercest competitor and the person who probably grinds their account the hardest, um, which is Slater AC. Um, it, it felt good, especially because it was earned and I had to work my butt off too, but what a finale. He, he came within for, for lack of a better way to say it, without getting into the point system, he was like two walkouts away from winning. And um, it, it ended up with a lot of love because when you grind for 24 to 36 hours in a 48 hour period, you got nothing for respect for someone that can do that, you know? So I think Slater and I grew a lot from the experience. Yeah, it was tough. And it was great to watch both of you guys go at it as well. Uh, another one for you, Anto, here from Viv's FIFA. He says, uh, do you grant Mr. B-Tech air conditioning Slater AC permission to do a Bumble slash Tinder stream? Uh, yeah, you know, if he's down to do a Tinder stream, I think it would be wise to come to me first. Maybe I can give him some tips going in because I know the first time I did it, it was a mess, a disaster. I think it's always uh, something crazy. It, it, every time you just something goes off, something you, you don't know what to expect. So uh, Slater, if you want to do it, just, you know, run it by me. I can give you some tips and you'll be all right. <laughs> 
And finally, we've got one more question for each of you here, all from Wal Utex. He says, one for Diego here. Uh, love your content the first time I saw you, but do you plan on bringing home a bird after you're done with uni? Wow. <laughs> so I bring one woman on stream, and that's this, this is all because one time it was phenomenal. We hit 1K, um, and I decided to have my head. It was two things. We hit 1K that weekend, and it was during the Prem team of the season. And I said, if I pack KDB or VVD, you know, the 99 rateds in there, I'll shave my head on stream. And my luck had been terrible all year. I was like, oh, cool, whatever. And it came out of the elite pack. Kevin De Bruyne walks out. I'm in complete shock. Best pack of my life. And then I'm reminded of what I have to do. So, of course, like I, I get it all prepared. I have one of my friends. She comes on. And it was a phenomenal event. Amazing getting my head shaved. But ever since that moment, they won't leave me alone, man. They will not leave me alone, man. I, I'm worried about school right now. School and... um. <laughs> You know what we're doing here? I mean, can, can I call uh can I call my my Twitch family my my bird? I mean, I, I love everybody on here, man. I ain't ever gonna leave everybody on here, so <laughs> I'll, I'll take that for now, man. <laughs> okay, it's from the same person here. One for Anto here. Do you plan not hope on continuing to pursue streaming? Uh, are you looking to do something on the side alongside with streaming? Of course, yeah. I would love to stream for as long as I can. You know, I got a good community of people that watch me every single time I go live. I'm really lucky to have that and. Without them, I already told them I wouldn't be doing it. So I do it for them. If they keep showing up, I'm going to keep showing up too. I, I mean, I would love to for as long as I can. And as far as on the side, you know, I got school right now. I got my studies, uh, business. Um, so obviously that comes first before anything. Um, but that being said, I look forward to the future. You know, as long as FIFA keeps coming out with new games and there's content, I'm going to be here. So I'm excited. That's great too. And lastly, from same person, Jose, um, he said, Jose, I've not forgot. Um, I'm not going to know you that well to the likes of Diego and whatnot. But do you believe Mikel Arteta is a man to lead Arsenal to a fourth Premier League title in the coming years, assuming he's backed by Stan Kroenke? You know, Walu, I thought we were cool. I thought, you know, we were boys. Apparently not, but, you know, I, I, what can you do? You think you know someone. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, no. Um, all jokes aside, Mikel Arteta is the man. Mikel Arteta's magnificent Arsenal side will return to glory up on the high tops of the Invincibles uh, next season. No, I'm kidding. I, I think he's the guy. Um, I think Arsenal is running a self-sustaining model that is, in my opinion, a little bit outdated without a prodigal level um, talent holding the reins. Is Arteta a prodigal level talent? Time will tell. But it's no coincidence that he's worked under Wenger, under Pep, and everybody who's worked with him not only sings his praises, but also states the incoming success. Now, I'll, besides that, you got to get results. And during the winter months, um, Arsenal did not get results. However, if you look at the, I think, nine losses from November until we absolutely demolished Chelsea 3-0 on Christmas, on Boxing Day, um, I think eight of those nine losses had a red card or some sort of discipline issue that left us at 10, sometimes nine men. Um, you, you can't build anything off of that. And since then, we haven't gotten a single red card. So he's in introduced youth players at the toughest time when his job was quote-unquote on the line. And the team's better for it now, making a run in Europe, albeit the Europa League, and beating Leicester with a rotated side. I mean, it, it's progress, but we're all just impatient. 
I think he's the guy, and I think he'll do well. But we are not the Arsenal we used to be. Yeah, and only Tom will tell. Only Tom will tell. I'm glad they backed him, though. I think he's a good young manager, and I think obviously being under Pep Guardiola for so long will help him eventually. But I said, I think a lot of football fans right now are fairly fickle, and they um, they want things straight away here and then. We are going to end it there, but like we always do, we're going to go through our guests and where you can find them. Jose, I'll start with you first. Where can people find you? You can find me on Twitch, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube at Jose and Chill. Um, you can also find me streaming on Twitch specifically Wednesday through Sunday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 12.30 a.m. UK. Perfect. Anto, where can people find you? Yep. So that boy Anto on Twitch, uh, Twitter, and TikTok as well. Uh, if you want anything else, just let me know. I can give you guys the details. But uh, those are my three main socials. And I stream every day, not every day, Thursday to Sunday at around 11 o'clock Eastern. So 10 o'clock Central. And um, yeah, hope to see you guys there. Sounds good. And Diego, where can people find you? Uh, you guys can all find me on TikTok, Twitch, and YouTube at my name, Simply DGR, on those um, social medias. And uh, we go live Wednesday through Sunday as well, about, I would say, 3 p.m. Central. And then it, it just kind of depends on what kind of content day we have on there. But yeah, that's where you guys can find me. Perfect. Thank you very much, guys. Mm-hmm.